This this is the Impressions Exchange Podcast. Impressions Exchange Podcast. Where all topics impacting the graphic imaging and printing industry are addressed via in-depth news coverage, analysis, and timely interviews. Hi, I'm Denise Gustafson, Editorial Director for Printing United Alliance and the guest host for this special Printing Impressions podcast series in celebration of Women's History Month, highlighting the women in the printing industry. During this series, I'll have the opportunity to talk with women from all segments of the industry about their experiences and their journey as a woman in the printing industry. So today, it's my pleasure to welcome Lynn Fellhauer, owner of The Graphic Edge based in Dallas. So Lynn, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are an owner of a printing company. So can you talk a little bit about what you do and what The Graphic Edge does? Sure. Uh, the Graphic Edge is a large format printer here in Dallas, Texas. And we work with advertising agencies and marketing and a lot of end users who have places that they need signs and banners and other types of promotion. My role at the, I'm the owner of the Graphic Edge. I am taking all the new business calls. I do the sales for our company. I do the marketing. I do the estimating. I do production management. I make sure that all the jobs are delivered properly. And then I follow up with the client to make sure they're happy. So basically you do just about everything. Yes. Yeah. That is how the Graphic Edge works now. It mm -hmm. didn't necessarily work that way 20 years ago, but I've kind of taken on the role of doing all those tasks. Okay. How did you end up getting started and getting into printing? I graduated from in radio TV film, and I was really interested in video production. And in the late 80s in Dallas, that was a hot industry. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. So I was working at a ad agency and they said, well, we're no longer going to do video production, but we do have a spot in our print production department and you could go work there. So I started as a production manager and I did project management and I bought printing and creative and things like that. And so I stayed as a production manager for about five or six years buying printing. I worked at another ad agency. And then one day at about two in the morning, as I was doing a press check or waiting for a press check, I was on the company computer and I found something that showed everyone else's salaries oh. and as a print production manager mine was the lowest and it, I thought I'm here it's two in the morning and they're all making a lot more money than I am so I decided to figure out who in my industry was making money I really was driven by that I was mm -hmm. single my friends are getting married buying fancy shoes and I wanted to create that for myself yeah. So what I realized is that the salespeople who were selling me printing were making very good money. And so I had two, I had mostly male salesmen, but I had these two ladies that were also my friends, still my friends today. And they, I started talking to them about what they were doing and how it was working for them. And I decided I wanted to jump the fence and sell printing. So as a print buyer, it was really important to me that my salesperson knew the industry. I didn't want, 
I didn't gravitate towards a salesman who said, hey, let's go out to lunch and here's a new present. You know, back then you could do all that kind of stuff. And a lot yeah. of the male salespeople did that. It didn't fly well with me. I just wanted somebody to know their stuff. So I decided to work in a print shop in the back end. I did estimating. I cut paper. I uh, shot film and just did everything, bought paper and learned the industry. And then I wanted to go into sales. I asked the owners and they said, no, they couldn't see a woman as a salesperson back then. Mm -hmm. So I found another company and that guy said, um, oh, I've never hired a woman before. And I said, well, you know, maybe he goes, well, you look good. I was like, oh my God, okay, <laughs> hire me then. So I, he did. I ended up being his top salesperson selling over a book of a million dollars a year, which was a lot of money back mm -hmm. in 1995. And so that's kind of how I started in the printing industry, selling offset printing. Interesting. And then I transitioned to large format. So how did you make the transition then from offset to large format? So I sold a lot of printing, lots, and I was working very hard and the 2 a.m. press checks were still happening. Within that time frame, I got married and I had got pregnant and had my son and I was doing really well. So I was able to only work three days a week and I hired an assistant at the shop who would do the work for me the other two days and I had a nanny at home and I was had some, you know, making good money and also being a mom, but it just wasn't enough for me. I would come home from work just those three days and feel very badly. Honestly, I was listening to Dr. Laura and she was saying, you should be a stay at home mother. And I'm like, I'm making all this money, but it, it resonated with me because in sales, I was in my car all the time. So I was listening. And so I came home and I asked my husband who was also in the printing industry. He sold large format equipment. Okay. I said, we've got to come up with something. I can't be away from Lane, my son. These three, you know, I was counting the hours. It would be eight hours at work, 24 hours away. And then I'd be, it just was hurting. I was an older mom, so I just wanted to be there. So we decided to start the Graphic Edge and we bought one of, he sold us a printer and we put it in the house and so in addition to selling offset, I was also selling large format. We moonlighted. He did the printing and the graphic design when it was necessary and I sold it. And so then we bought another printer and it was getting squished in the house in the playroom. Mm -hmm. And I had another, I had a, my daughter two years later and I was, we were able to open a shop and both quit our daytime jobs. So that was, yeah. So that was like in 2002. And so then we had a printing company. That's how we got started. And you really did start in like your garage. We started in our garage. Yes, absolutely. And it's interesting, especially for you, because I think this is, I've never, I've actually not talked with somebody that's had a similar experience that in order for you to, to make the choice between a career and a family, you chose to actually create your career from scratch in a way. So yeah. that way you could, you could have the family that you want and also have the career part you wanted. I was 
valuable part of our bottom line. And so Mm -hmm. I couldn't just walk away. And what I've realized over the last 20 years is I'm so fortunate that I didn't walk away because although I love being a mom and it's great, my kids are older now and I get a lot of my reward is from working hard. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do that and I was able to maintain and keep my foot in the door. In fact, my husband no longer even works at the graphic edge and I'm doing it myself. So he's doing uh, working at another occupation, but yeah, I loved working. I didn't realize it back then, but it's kept me, it's kept my brain sharp. Mm -hmm. It keeps you going. It does for me. Which is great. There's a lot of talk about work-life balance. Obviously, you created your own work-life balance. How did that work? You were raising two young children and you had a a growing or an infant, you know, company. How did that work? You had the support of your husband as well. Yeah. So that's an interesting question. I had to work really hard on both fronts Mm -hmm. and I had to make what was a priority to me priority, which were my kids. So if they needed me, I was there. I Mm -hmm. didn't want to put them in daycare. You know, I wanted to take them to school and pick them up every day. So that I had to figure out that was my priority. It wasn't like I wrote it down. It just the decisions that I had on a daily basis to support them and that relationship became number one, Mm -hmm. but also had to run this company and keep selling. So I would find times to do that. I remember one time a client called a big client. I had to talk to her. So I went outside and my son was inside and he locked me out. And then I'm talking to the head of Chili's marketing department and he's crying on the other side. The door's locked. There were challenges that way, but I just got through them all. So I kept both things happening up in the air. I mean, I did my husband there, so that was helpful, but Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't do the sales and There were different times where he took on more of that role, but I always kept my foot in the door and probably, probably 30 hours a week during the day. And then at night when they went to bed, we did a lot of work. Yeah. When it was quiet and they were sleeping. Yeah, exactly. Those wide format printers were running. Be glad that they're not loud, right? (laughs) They weren't loud. And also they were, by that time we had a factory, you know, we had our own shop, so we were able to leave. Which is good. Now a question, I mean, obviously you've had many, many different stops along your career to get to where you are today. You mentioned that you you spoke with some of the women that were salespeople back when you were getting ready to to jump the fence into sales. Were those some of the people that really had the biggest influence on you and the direction of your career? Or were there other people that kind of helped to mentor you along the way? That's an interesting question. I never thought about it that way, but I I think you're right. I think that if I hadn't seen them being successful and managing my business, which was a big book of business when I was buying printing, and I gravitated towards them because they were more organized, they were flexible, they were quick, they had to work so hard. It wasn't a BS relationship. So mm-hmm. I learned how to be a good salesperson by them. And also I just learned that it was even an option, you know, that women could do that. So it was important for you to have those people, those women in those spots for you to, to visualize yourself there. 
Yeah, I would have never thought that. I would have never thought, oh, I should sell printing. I never wanted to be in sales. When I was younger, I thought it wouldn't be for me. But here were these two ladies who became my friends that were mm -hmm. so successful and happy. They loved what they were doing. Yeah. So yeah, they were, I'll have to tell them. <laughs> I mean, obvious, obviously, if they didn't like what they were doing, it would have had a different impact on you. But obviously, they were excited by what they were doing. They were successful in what they were doing. And that rubbed off. Yeah. I mean, if there were 10 male salespeople, there would be two female, if that. Mm -hmm. The company I worked for was only female salesperson for so long. They finally hired another gal. I know you've mentioned that the one company, the the boss wouldn't hire you as a sales rep. You had to go to another company. How did you deal with things like that? How do you deal with those kinds of challenges or in an industry, obviously, eventually you just, you just created your own company. So you didn't have to deal with it, but obviously you worked within other companies prior to that. I just never really let it get in my way. Mm -hmm. I think I was more intimidated by being a young person okay. than being a female. And I just didn't really see gender. I never thought, oh, I can't go into this meeting with these three men because I'm a woman. I just went in there and I was authoritative and I knew what I was talking about. I think that's the most important thing with being successful is understanding your business as much as you can and then not being afraid to ask questions if you don't. I don't think it makes you look less than as a female or as a young person. It's good advice. I always tell my kids, just ask questions. Nobody cares. And you don't know what you don't know too, in some cases. So that right. will spur something else. It'll connect in a different way. Right. And people don't want you to make mistakes when you're running their business, with their oh, jobs. You know, they definitely don't know about the difference between RGBP and S and CMYK, but you need to know. So go ahead. So in terms of women in the workforce or in the, in the print space, especially, do you think that companies would benefit from having more women in some of those C-suite roles or some of those leadership roles within the company? Obviously, you benefited from having some women in sales roles. Is that something that we really should try to, or the industry as a whole should try to lean into? Do you think there are not very many women in the industry? You see it more than I do. It is still very heavily male. Okay. Certain segments are better than others. If you look at commercial print, you look at packaging, it's still very heavily old white dude. Can't okay. get away from that. Right. Wide format is different. I don't know if it's just because of the creativity aspect of it or the fact that it's a more, it's a younger market. I'm not sure, but I do see more women within wide format. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I think because it's a newer market that women were able to get in it and small format or offset probably is like these old guys in there, you know, women work a lot as customer service mm -hmm. or admin, but as far as running a facility, maybe, maybe the establishment doesn't think that they're strong enough to do that. Mm -hmm. So that's a shame, but wide format is a lot about organizing and production management. And so that's probably why you see more women in that industry. Mm -hmm. You don't get your hands as dirty. Pressmen are probably still men because it's 
heavy stuff. And at some point you have to just say, okay. I remember when I sold, when I was at that print shop um, that didn't hire me as their salesperson, they had a woman running the, a press, a two color press. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, yeah. she did that. But otherwise it were, it was all men or the women were in pre-press, of course, they mm-hmm. could do that. So I think that what I find selling printing to men and women in leadership positions, the women are quicker to make a decision. Some of them support other women. Some of them don't, mm-hmm. you know, they just would prefer to be catty. Whereas the men that I'm dealing with, they're a little more respectful. And I don't know why. I feel like they all think they're talking to their mother. So they have to be nice these days. <laughs> so I become, after all these years, a little bossy and I know what I'm doing. And if you mm-hmm. want it, you need to do it this way and let's get it done and move on to the next project. And men seem to gravitate to that sales format and women are a little put off. So maybe women are still competing with each other a little bit. I think you're right. I think they are. Part of it, I think, is because also maybe because there's not as many women in some of those roles that they seem they feel like they need to fight for them. Right. They, they still they still feel competitive. Yeah. And that's a shame. It is a shame, especially when you have some of them that are acting catty or whatnot. Helping another woman doesn't necessarily take any shine off of you. It's not like it's going to dim, as one woman said, it's not going to dim your light or your candle. Right. But you're just, you're helping others and supporting others. It's just, it's good for everyone at that point. I agree. And I do find that the younger generation of women that I work with, um, they don't act that way at all. They were not raised to be competitive with other women. I feel like they were raised to be more supportive in the mm-hmm. workplace. I don't know on TikTok, but in the workplace, it seems like the younger women that I'm working with are more open to supporting each other and building each other up. Which is good for everyone, because honestly, having the support from other women, even other men, helps to helps everyone in the long run because everybody then gains experience. They gain confidence, helps their self-esteem. And then you have people willing to share and collaborate much more freely. Right. Looking at the printing industry as a whole, what do you wish you could tell people about the printing industry or your career path that you don't think people know that you wish they did know? There are so many variables in printing that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. When I sold offset printing, you could get the wrong stock or uh, the ink would bleed to another piece of paper or you'd have little specks and the whole thing. I don't even know if the industry, if you still have that anymore. But lo- and so I moved into large format. So I felt like there were less variables. Mm-hmm. And also I was selling and my husband was printing. So I could really manage that whole project. And I think that printing is in some people's mind down and dirty. Mm -hmm. And when I said, Hey, what do you do? I own a sign company. I feel not very sexy, but in fact, I had a client text me the other day and he said, is this the wallpaper magician? I was like, Oh my God, is that the way you see me? (laughs) But 
it also, I, I know, because I do wall vinyl for his companies. So I thought I could correct him or I could just say thank you and move on because really, if he wants to see me that way, I'm just selling more printing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes printing is cool and it's rewarding and it's fun and it's challenging. And somebody has a event or a trade show or a space and they want you to walk through and figure out what signage makes sense. And when people want to use your expertise and you can bring it to the table and the knowledge of the years, I love that. I love putting together people's projects and I find that so rewarding and fun. So it's not so boring. We actually had the opportunity to do the Super Bowl when they were in Dallas. We oh, did. Awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. The NFL came to town and asked for small business owners to fill out RFPs. I didn't even know what an RFP was at the time, but I figured I'll look at it like a term paper and everything they asked, I totally responded mm-hmm. and they picked my company and I was able to print over 8,000 signs for the Super awesome. Bowl. And we were there. It took like a year. It sucked the life out of us, but there are some really fun opportunities that you can do in printing. We just did a, a step and repeat for Magic Mike. I thought, oh, cool. oh that's cool. You know, yeah. and my client sent me pictures from the event and there are these three dance, you know, three Magic Mike characters in front mm-hmm. of it. I thought, oh, that's cool. So there's some fun things. You just got to find it. And I think people don't necessarily, and I'm talking about people in general, they don't really realize the breadth and depth that the industry can offer. They might think of it only as books or newspapers or annual reports. I think that's what people generally think about it because maybe that's what they touch or magazines. You know, they don't necessarily think about, oh, that building wrap or that vehicle graphic or those signs. That's part of printing. It's just there. It's such a creative process yeah. and uh, it can be really interesting, but you can't like wear a, a sign uh, that says, I do something fun. Yeah. So what people see me as is, oh, the graphic edge, I'll sell signs. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy it. I like when I have creative clients and then I like it when I don't. Then I can just say, oh, you need a hundred of those? I'll click print. There's not a bad much. thing every once in a while. Exactly. In terms of the industry as a whole, how do you think the industry can appeal to more women, to get more women to join? Because there is so much opportunity. There is so much creativity. I think that it's not taught in college at all. Nobody would even think to do printing. Digital marketing is a big, hot topic and advertising, which is also what I majored in. Nobody said printing. And it's not like somebody's going to major in printing, but maybe if they're exposed to it and they realize how it is hand in hand with graphic design and advertising and how they all work together and show different opportunities. Working at a Mac, doing a magazine publication is so cool as far as there's so many areas besides just printing the magazine. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's addressed at all in college. So it needs to start there. No, I would agree. One other woman I spoke to, you know, she came up through college and she was in marketing and she wished that they had talked about direct mail and how to integrate print into campaigns 
and other things, because that's something that she didn't know until she actually entered the print industry 10 some odd years after she graduated. She was at other companies doing marketing, right. but she didn't know that was part of the toolbox that she could use. It's such a huge industry. It's surprising that nobody really knows about it. And it seems like everybody who is in printing just kind of fell into printing. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a goal. I want to be a printer or sell printing or write about printing. Yeah. Just kind of evolved to become it, printers. Exactly. Most kids don't say when they're five or six, I want to be a printer. It right, just doesn't right. happen. You know, they want to be a firefighter. They want to be a doctor. They want to be a teacher. Right. That's Astronaut, not you know, one of those person. career paths that people generally think of until they literally fall into it because they're in sales or because they're in customer service and they answer an ad. Right. Exactly. Or, or they evolve in there through yeah. advertising, marketing or other channels that mm -hmm. include printing and they go, oh, wow, I could do that. So more knowledge about an education would be helpful. Yes, definitely. So in conclusion, I like asking this question. If you could give yourself advice, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to a young you that's just entering the industry? I think it's very important in the printing industry not to see gender, just to do your very best and succeed on your own merits and don't compete with other people. Take the time to really learn what you're selling, what you're doing, whatever your craft is, and then do it well. That's great advice. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lynn, it was a pleasure talking with you today. I really loved learning about your journey and all the different things that you've done. Definitely a unique experience, but then every woman is a unique experience that I've been talking to. But thank you again for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Okay, thanks.